All right, what's going on, everybody? It's been a minute since we all got together and talked some Sharks hockey. I'm your host, Aaron James, and this is Shark City Session. Happy first day of summer to everybody out there. Oh, my goodness, there's a scorcher here in San Jose. We are reaching double digits, and it's not getting any cooler tomorrow. We'll be just a couple of, um, you know, a couple of units shy of 100, but enough of that. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Sharks general manager search, some updates that have been um, occurring since the last time we've spoke spoken about Sharks hockey here. Uh, we're going to talk about Evander Kane, unfortunately. We thought that that saga was over, but his uh, delay with his arbitration process, with his grievance, may affect the Sharks later on down the road in free agency. Um, a new scoreboard is coming to the tank. We're going to have a little fun and just kind of guess what we think the design may be like and kind of share our comments on you know um, just the overall the overall uh, feel of them you know taking away this scoreboard that's been around for like what like 13 years anyways but it's about time to be honest and um, I think we'll end the show with why you all out there need to just give up on asking the Sharks for a new head coach the boogeyman ain't going nowhere okay anyways um don't forget to check out all of the uh, content that we have stored for you at shark city hockey there's my shameless plug and uh, whether you're watching on youtube facebook instagram or twitch by all means drop us a comment and uh, you know let's interact here live anyways as i mentioned earlier it is summer i've been out and about you know i'll be honest with you confession time okay um, I went into enemy territory uh, for the first time in my life. I actually went to Las Vegas and I went to the T-Mobile arena of all the places, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this for some of you out there who may have been following us uh, since January. I come from a wrestling family. So we went out there and checked out the AEW event, Double or Nothing. Um, the event was awesome. The venue was extremely underwhelming. I expected something more, to be honest with you, for the home of the Golden Showers. Pardon me, the Golden Knights. Um, honestly, the outdoor, the exterior of the design was rather bland. It reminded me of like a bun, like a piece of bread. And there is no cup holders inside. What's up with that? I had to hold my drink the entire night. Anyways, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, really quick, cannot begin the podcast without quick shout out you know to uh the golden state warriors congratulations on your fourth title uh, everyone wants that clout right everyone's trying to make comparisons everyone's trying to be like okay this is what you can learn this is what the sharks can learn from the golden state warriors i don't know man you might need two notebooks because um the sharks I mean, I'm not even going to get to it because I'm not going to be like the regulars. But, yeah, kudos to the Golden State Warriors. And hopefully, you know, the Sounds of Sharks will begin, you know, um, their reset, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. You know, hopefully it begins with this whole uh, general manager. And then, you know, we could find ourselves in the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, a few times in a decade. Anyways, uh, so let's get into that, right? Let's just right off the bat, uh, the list of the general managers... Uh, this is about a week ago. The Mercury News reported that the list of candidates for the Sharks general managers has reduced to half. Okay, there's no real news there, to be honest. Um, 
But to be fair, you know, the report is the Sharks finish interviews with a dozen candidates and, um, you know, they're going to narrow down the list, you know, before they begin the next process. And, um, you know, the expectation is that the list will be narrowed down between three to five people who will really be in the running for the general manager job. Um, I think I remembered it mentioning that like way back in May, Sharks front office mentioned that they had started with the list of more than 50 candidates and a number at that time, you know, that went down between 20 and 25. So, you know, whether or not that's a way of saying we're not too sure what we really want, I don't know. But uh, apparently it's more focused and, um, you know, really, you know, really quick, just some of the names that have been in connection with, you know, the job interviews have been the likes of uh, Ray Whitney, Mike Greer, Scott Nickel, Kevin Weeks. And um, obviously, you know, the qualifications has already been shared that the qualifications do not necessarily have to be, you know, prior GM experience. Um, so with that being said. Uh, let's go into this little um, podcast that was published this weekend and Sunday, uh, 32 Thoughts, the podcast. It features uh, Elliot Friedman. Everyone knows him as like, you know, from The Athletic and TSN. He's a, you know, pretty reputable inside hockey uh, source, right? Anyways, he was mentioning and by mentioning, he honestly was just speaking in, you know, pure speculation. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. But um, he was... Pretty much guessing who he thinks the Sharks may have interest in in terms of this. Now, this is the report that they're hearing out there, according to, you know, Friedman here, is that, you know, there is some serious uh, interest in an international candidate by the sound of the Sharks. Now, you know, if you want to hear this for yourself, you can check out our webpage, sharkcityhockey.com. In one of our blog posts, um, you know, you find that like um, you'll find the podcast link share there. It's like 25 minutes in. Okay, so you can hear it yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. But anyways, um, so, he, you know, he starts mentioning, you know, what the Sharks are looking for in terms of, you know, like um, what they're looking for in a general manager, um, the experience and, you know, um, youth kind of being a factor, to be honest. So long story short, um, you could again, hear his own words, but essentially the name Rayto Raffiner had came up and um, from a couple of people. So that led Elliot to presume that Rachel Raffiner may be a potential candidate for the job. Now, I think um, I think out there some of my um, some of my other uh, sharks, you know, um, people in the community were saying that there's reports that saying this guy didn't get an interview or whatnot. Well, that's not what was said. Okay, it was simply said that there's perhaps some interest so if there is you know some interest in this candidate obviously being a sharks fan i'm going to be interested in you know what this guy's about so who is rachel raffiner right now he is a member of the iihf coaching committee and swiss national team committee and he's been doing that since 2015 okay he's been the general manager of national teams multiple national teams and 23 world championships including the 2018 Olympic Winter Games. All this information is coming directly from the IIHF, okay, from their webpage. Uh, Raffiner has also been the head of sports for HC Davos from 2019 to 2021 and currently serves as the chief sports officer of SC Bern. All right, so um, I think this is an interesting fact. 
Um, the 40-year-old can speak the following languages, German, Ronish, English, Italian, and French. I, I can barely even like pronounce those uh, <laughs> those words alone, let alone be like fluent in each one of those languages. That's rather impressive, to be honest. Um, being a Swiss hockey player, you know, and Timo Meyer being all our, our all-star, I mean, you know, you can make a lot of connections, but a uh, long story short is this, okay? What does this all mean? What does it all mean? It really doesn't mean much, okay? Because the Sharks, the front office have been very clear that they will take their time rather than um, just rush the process. And they are fully prepared to not have a new general manager hired before the 2022 NHL entry draft. I think a lot of fans are forgetting that. All right, that's July 7th. Sharks are fully prepared to not have a GM come the beginning of the NHL entry draft. Or the start of the free agency period, July 13th. Now, the Mercury News piece reported that the Sharks front office would ideally like to have someone in place by the start of the next physical year in the National Hockey League, that being sometime in mid-July. Um, but front office is quoted as saying, they'll get it done late July, early August, if initial plans do not work out. All right. Now, I'm summarizing what they're saying, but essentially that's the sentiment there. Is that, you know, if... If for whatever reason it takes a little bit longer than the beginning of the physical year, then they'll get it done by early August at the latest. So, you know, um, when there's reports out there of candidates being essentially three to five candidates or whatever, half of what used to be 50, whatever the case may be, okay? Uh, long story short is it seems as if the Sharks are closing in on who their general manager um, pick or, you know, at least their their main interest may be and i don't mean any disrespect to anybody from the past especially you know former sharks player you know anybody that's sharks alumni but i think again i could kind of um i could second that sentiment with elliot freeman being that you know this guy obviously has a history of building teams um he's had you know he's been competing at the highest caliber you know in, in the sport of hockey and, you know, he's 40 years old. I mean, the guy is like, uh, you know, he, he looks like he could, you know, bring some some change. I mean, but, you know, this is all just purely guessing and hypothetical, but interesting nonetheless. Anyways, uh, for those of you who may not know what he looks like, there he is right there. Uh, you can check out this post again. Um, everything we just mentioned, you could check out on Shark City Hockey com and you know if you're following us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook I'm sure that you've seen this pick already all right uh so moving on um uh, so sharks don't look like they may have excuse me the sharks look like they're not going to have a general manager by free agency so with that being said that leads us to the next topic with the Vander Kane and his grievance uh so at Vander Kane obviously you know for whatever the case may be I'm not going to get into you know the nitty gritty, that being, you know, um, what it is he was accused of and what he's finally gets. Bottom line is this is, you know, um, he believes that he has a breach of his contract. And if he wins his grievance against the Sharks, it's looking like it's going to cost about $19 million over the next three years. Um, that beginning or that pretty much breaking it down is about $7 million. Um, a year, okay, average of just more dead cap space. So you're talking about almost close, if not 
um, exceeding $10 million of dead cap space with Evander Kane joining Martin Jones on getting cashed out for not being on the team. Assuming he wins, you know, his, his grievance against the Sharks. Um, so Bill Daly, I believe, yes, Bill Daly, the NHL deputy commissioner said that, you know, uh, pretty much it's, this process is going to go past the opening of free agency next month. Um, and I believe the case may be is that it just has to do with the availability. I believe, um, Daly has said that the delay is because the league's arbitrator is unavailable to them during the month of June. So, <laughs> great. Anyways, uh, all I have to say is this, okay? The San Jose Sharks right now, their current cap space situation, they have, as of today, $76,832,500 cap hit uh, with just a space of five. Million six hundred sixty-seven thousand five hundred. Okay, so five point six million dollars of available cap space. Evander Kane, if he wins his grievance against the Sharks, we're already starting out with having to, you know, we'll have no choice but to work around the contract, aka, you know, start seeing some big moves or transactions with, you know, some of the players with the bigger contracts. I'm not going to name any players out here because you know it's not my job to just speculate who deserves to be a shark essentially right but we all have heard the names out there and we all know you know uh, which one of these are how many a few or several of these contracts are not in the sharks benefit anyways so um hopefully hopefully by the middle of next month by the middle of july we will finally be over with the evander kane saga and hey However, you may feel about you know um, the Sharks releasing him and what has gone down for him this season. All I'm going to say is this: is I'm a sounds like Sharks fan, so I'm hoping you know that it works out for us. Real talk, anyways. Uh, so enough of that. Let's move on to something a little bit more fun. Uh, sounds like Sharks are beginning the process for the process. Pardon me of replacing their scoreboard or what they like to call a center hung video display or video board or whatnot. Um, apparently there's a phrase out there that everyone usually calls it. I think it's kind of the default generic term for the scoreboard, but, um, it's a copyright. That's what I've learned. Anyways, uh, with the scoreboard being removed, I believe the last event was on a Monday, maybe a Sunday. It was a tacos event with the wrestlers. I had some fan that went to that anyways. Um, so with that being removed, you know, I was, I personally here was kind of speculating what it would look like, you know, if the, you know, like if the Sharks were to like upgrade or follow the suit of like, you know, the Rams down south in L.A. All right. I know. I know right away. Most of you out there are saying like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Follow L.A. This is the Bay. All right. Uh, Hear me out here. Um, So this is what, you know, I'll just I'll just dive right into it. Forget all the fluff. Let's just get right into it. Uh, so this right here is concept art. It's a mashup between SoFi Stadium's um, Infinity Board. That's a 70,000 square foot of most LEDs and only 4K um, video board in a stadium, I believe. Anyways, enough of this. What sounds like, you know, a shameless plug. That's not the point. 
This is made by Samsung. Just I'm just trying to get everything squared away here. All right, but essentially, um, I was just personally thinking like, what would it look like if the sharks decided to kind of take this this direction? Obviously, it's not going to be exactly like this trademark um, video display here. But again, it just got me thinking. You know, the San Jose Sharks are the team that represents the capital of Silicon Valley. We represent, you know, technology, right? Like all the apps and all 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 these things that bring us together. That you know, most of these platforms that we're you're watching uh, this program on right now or listening to, if you're catching the audio version, you know that that's all. Most of them call the Bay Area their home, right? Anyways. Uh, so long story short is I personally thought that this was pretty cool. And um, from the last time I checked, I put it up on a vote on our Instagram stories uh, to see how y'all felt about this. And right now, last time I checked, 79% of you. All right. So it's almost eight out of 10. All right. 7.9 out of 10 of you feel that this is fire. And I respect the 21% that think that, you know, that who chose the ice emoji, it's all good. You know, no hate, it's all love here. You know, but um, I personally think that this would be kind of cool. Not this exact design, but, you know, going in this direction. Um, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of teams out there, Colorado, New Jersey, Tampa, Florida. I mean, I go on, right? They all have state-of-the-art, you know, um, I'm just going to call them scoreboards, all right? I'm just going to call them scoreboards for, you know, lack of a better term. But they all have, like, state-of-the-art scoreboards, man. And we are, the again, the team that represents the capital of Silicon Valley. So we, in my opinion, should be, our arena should have the most advanced, you know, um, tech. And I know that they're adding in um, facial recognition cameras into the, to the arena. That's what I've heard and read. But, I mean, this is the kind of, the type of technology advancements that I would expect to go down in the Shark Tank. Anyways, all jokes aside, um, yeah, I think that this would be pretty chill. And apparently, you know, most of you out there kind of feel the same way. So, thanks. Thanks for the feedback. And, you know, just plenty of time to, you know, like fudge the results if you want to. <laughs> it's going to be up for at least the next 20, uh, you know, at least till tomorrow. But um, you know what? A lot of people are... I just want to say this really quick. I want to get this off my chest, okay? I really do. I want to get this off my chest. I am glad that the Sharks are updating their scoreboard just like they spent uh, $5 million to install a dehumidification system inside the tank. Um, you know, it helps improve soft ice conditions for those of you who are wondering what that you know serves, what purpose that serves. But... Um, Again, this this arena, we represent the capital of Silicon Valley, right? That's, you know, it sounds like Sharks represent the Bay Area. And personally, on, you know, just a personal level, you know, I'm glad the Sharks are putting in, I'm glad they're putting in, you know, um, they're investing into keeping the tank current, um, you know, keeping it, you know, keep renovating it to extend its life. Some may feel... That these are some genuine sigh, uh, signs of the Sharks dedicating themselves to San Jose. To downtown San Jose specifically. You know, only time would tell. But um, for me personally, just, just again, and I'm not trying to be, you know, negative here. I'm just simply saying, you know, like, um, 
yeah, they don't have to do this, and I'm extremely glad that they are because as a fan, um, you know, that's going to, over, like, even those little things are going to improve the overall experience of being at a game, right? Anyways, but um, back to the point. Um, you know, when you're in a 30, almost a 30-year-old building, I think it's going to be 30 this upcoming season. Yeah, when you're in a 30-year-old building, uh, these are the type of renovations or these are the type of things that, that must be done in, in order, you know, to like, I mean, pardon me, I, I it doesn't sound super morbid, but in order to not be like, I'm just going to, okay, I'm just going to say how it is. All right. I'm not holding back, but you know, in order to not be a joke, you know, you have to be leading you know, you have to be the team that leads the innovation and technology because we are from capital. You know, we're from Silicon Valley. We're the capital of Silicon Valley, San Jose, and we're in the Bay Area. You know, we're supposed to be the te- the ones who are the most advanced. And, yeah, it's about time. Honestly, it's about time that they got that they decided to, you know, retire the previous uh, videos, video or scoreboard, pardon me, because, honestly, it's been the same since the previous sponsors, okay? So, I mean, all they really did is kind of, like, change the, the label. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so yeah, you know, I mean, 13 years is a long time, especially when you have, you know, none of this technology, I mean, come on, none of this technology is new. 4K isn't new. You know, there's been teams that have been doing this for a minute now. And I'm glad the Sharks are. I really am. But in all honesty, you have to do these. You have to do these things. You have to do these things. You have to keep the arena fresh. You have to keep it current, especially, again, if you're from Silicon Valley. All right? You have to be the one that leads in that. And, of course, you have to install a system to improve ice conditions because you are a National Hockey League team. It's a 30-year-old building. Okay, it's going to need these things to extend the life of the Sharks personally. Well, I think they figure out whether or not, you know, um, they're going to continue to stay in downtown San Jose, which I really hope they do. I really hope they do. All right. All I'm saying is this, okay. I would feel more comfortable as a fan. I would feel more comfortable as a fan if the Sharks were saying, uh, we're having less or echoing less of the sentiment of like, you know, we're willing to stay here if their demands are kind of met with the whole thing that's going on downtown. And that's as political as I'm going to get. All I know is this, all right? Um, just a couple of years away, I believe 2026, at least we'll renew on an annual basis through the year 2040. So, you know, expect, you know, coming soon, expect, you know, um, you know, keep it keep a lookout for this story to start to you know surface again. Hopefully, the Sharks stay in downtown San Jose. Apparently, there's some interest in giving it like a Madison Square Garden renovation, which I think will be sweet. I think it'll be awesome. But again, um, happy to hear that we're you know updating the building. But just because they have to, my opinion. Again, again, it's just my opinion. All right. But um, just because they have to make these, um, just because they have to do these things, for a generic way of saying it, um, it doesn't mean that they, you know, necessarily want to stay. Like, they have to do those things. You have to have good ice conditions, right? And you have to have a scoreboard that um, that competes with the rest of the league when you're, you know, sponsored by a tech company and when you represent the Bay Area and you're 
you know, the heart and the capital of Silicon Valley. All right, moving on. You get the point. So um, just really quick, it will be dope to see something like this. It really would. And I'm not pushing, you know, I'm not trying to show appearances. I'm not trying to push this, you know, pretty generic uh, concept, this mashup here. But I'm just simply saying it would be nice to see the Sharks kind of do something a little innovative like that. Who knows? Anyways, um, so, you know, we've been chatting it up for almost 30 minutes coming up here. So we're going to end the podcast. And thank you to everybody who's been, um, you know, following along and listening and watching on Instagram Live, uh, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, so, you know, there's an abundance of highly qualified coaches out there, right? Or there was. A lot of them are being swooped up in front of the Sharks territory's eyes. And it's leaving them with nothing but tears, pain, and sorrow. All right? You're having some reunions that are probably touching some people the wrong way, like the boar in Pavelski. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the bottom line is this. Guys, got to give up on asking the Sharks to give you a new head coach. Bob Bugner isn't going anywhere. I believe we covered this in the last podcast of the season, of the regular season. The guy is on, like, the Audio Digest. You know, he's doing interviews for the Sharks Audio Network, and he's talking about his travel plans. You know, the Sharks are going to open up overseas next season, preseason, regular season, all right? He's already talking about how they're going to handle the travel plans and how they're going to, you know, adjust to, you know, coming back to local time zone here in San Jose and so on and so forth. I mean, his travel plans, his itinerary is set. He is not going anywhere. All right. And honestly, I'll be surprised if the Sharks do get somebody in August as a general manager. I, I really would. I mean, if they could pull it off in in early August, that'll be that'll be amazing. That'll be amazing. Um the overall vibe I'm getting here though is that if that's the case, then that means that maybe they didn't get, you know, the person who may have been at the top of the list. But I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a fan, right? I'm I only could work with the information that's out there. Anywho's. Uh but yeah. Uh Bob Boogner isn't going anywhere. Right now, the acting general manager, the interim general manager is Joe Will, and he has nothing but high praise for Bob Boogner and the way his coaching staff has handled the situation in San Jose uh these past few years. Okay. And um you know, you could go ahead and say that first year Bob Boogner, he was interim after the board was released. That season got cut short because of the pandemic. Second season was extremely altered in terms of um, where the team could practice, where the team can play, who they're playing, and where they can travel, right? Um, so that, you know, not being able to start the season in San Jose, in the Bay Area, and all that stuff, you know, that all went down his second season. Last year was his first 82-game season. Wasn't great, but it's what was expected, to be honest. So, long story short is, you know, if if those of you out there who feel that the Sharks are truly in the midst of a rebuild, soft rebuild, reset, whatever you want to call it, if you really feel like the roster is about to implode, and, you know, especially with the whole grievance situation with Kane, like if that plays a factor, I think it will play a huge factor if he wins. Hopefully he doesn't. Um, we don't need an additional $7 million of dead cap space. But uh, b- back to the point. 
you know, if those of you out there really feel that this team needs to be imploded, et cetera, then you have to realize that Bob Booner is part of that process. Okay, Bob Booner is part of that process. He's going to be the coach, and they're not going to say that they play to lose or to play for draft positions. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I am saying here is he is the guy that's going to kind of keep, like he's the glue, right? He's kind of keeping this team together while we work out things as an organization. Not we, I'm not part of it, but you know what I'm saying. And while the Sharks, you know, like, um, and I hate to say this, but yeah, why do you build? I mean, the last four years, that's probably been the highlight of in Sharks territory is draft picks. You know, their abundance of prospects. And I believe a lot of them are ready to step in. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of key prospects are already counted toward the salary cap. They already have, you know, contracts. Uh, Eklund, Brandon Coe, Adam Raska. Ozzy Weisblatt, Daniel Gushin. I mean, it goes on. Gannon LeBroke. I mean, it goes on. I don't expect to see him next season because he was named captain for his um for his minor league team. But the point I'm trying to get at is this is we have guys who are ready to step in now. Whether or not they plan on utilizing them just for the CUDA, after all, Tech CU Arena just opened up. They're gonna have the rookie face off. And, you know, the AHL All-Star game there, it might be smart when you're opening up the new farm to keep these up-and-coming stars, in my opinion, for the San Jose Sharks. It might be smart to keep them on the CUDA for maybe at least a season or two. Um, But personally, like, if they had to get rid of any big contract, again, I'm not going to mention names because you've heard them all before. I believe that we have the depth for, you know, um, to essentially, um, you know, make up or whatever we may lose, um, even if it's, you know, top six. All right. And I think that's going to pretty much be where we end this uh, show tonight. Thank you again to everyone who's been paying attention uh, throughout the whole show and not zoning off like some of us usually do in class. Just kidding. I'm being a dork now. This heat is starting to get to me. Um, Really quick, you know, the greatest trophy in sports is being battled for right now. Lightning are trying to do a three-peat for Champa Bay, Colorado Avalanche with Andrew Cogliano, ex-Shark, traded there. Talk about, like, you know, um, thank you for the favor, right, for the Sharks. Anyways, but um, not that the Sharks had anything to do with getting them there. But, hey, kudos to Cogliano. Um, They were spanking the Lightning, seriously. And now... You know, uh, Tampa's showing some life. So we'll see what happens. Um, Anyways, we'll probably get together and talk some Sharks hockey again in a couple of weeks. Um, Stay on the lookout. Keep your live notifications on, especially if you're uh, following us on Instagram. We'll probably do some watch parties upcoming in uh, the near future here, including some new original content, some uh, original vids. Uh, So watch parties. And you know what? I'm honestly thinking about doing a giveaway. It's something I've been wanting to do for a minute. I've been hesitant about it because of everything that's been going on with, you know, the pandemic. But since it kind of seems like things are getting under control, knock on wood, um, you know, I'm thinking about maybe doing some contests here, uh, giving away some uh, free Sharks jerseys. But we'll see. Anyways, um, with that being said, I'm Aaron James. You've all been listening to the Shark City session. Everybody have a great rest of your week. If you're here in the Bay Area, stay hydrated. 
stay safe, do your part to flex your power and help save with energy and uh, visit Shark City Hockey whenever you're down, whenever you have some time. 24-7 music, 24-7 hockey, um, you know, some reads and some other stuff to just kind of pass some time. All 100% free. All right. I'm Mary James. Y'all have a great rest of your night. See y'all later.